Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Melissa Edgington. And I'm Chad Edgington. Thank you for joining us on the podcast where we discuss living the Christian life in today's world. Hello, thank you for being with us this week. We're going to be talking about appreciating your spouse. I appreciate you. And letting go of all those unrealistic expectations that come from Nicholas Sparks novels. Ooh, are you calling out Nicholas Sparks? Calling him out. All right, enjoy the program. So, Chad, do you remember back in our youth group days? I, I was just talking about youth group days even last night. You so, were? we weren't in the same youth group. Actually, you didn't have a youth group. Well, my youth group was a little, a little uh, disorganized. Mine was cutting edge. <laughs> but you know, we did have a lot of similar experiences mm-hmm. in youth group, and one of those was that I bet. In youth group, you were tasked with the awesome responsibility of making a list of qualities you wanted in a wife. <laughs> I, I'm sure we did that. <laughs> so, guys, um, basically what I'm looking for in a woman is I need a woman who really is super godly. Yeah, but you know, whenever you're in junior high and high school and you're thinking about a spouse, you get pretty... (laughs) You did it? (laughs) You get very Pacific. Oh, man. Yeah. We joke about it so much, I don't say it right anymore. Uh, What's the other one? Specific. Oh, Oh, yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly, you're going to be very Pacific when you talk about this. (laughs) And then you're going to put it all in your Chester drawers. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I was saying that we tended to be very specific when we were naming these qualities. You know, like, oh, well, he has to have brown eyes or she has to play the guitar or whatever that boys would say. Does she he, has to love football. That's what you think boys would, would say? She has to play the guitar? No. We were very specific, too, but it just had a lot more to do with, like, looks. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, you find whenever you grow up and you get out there in life that nobody is going to meet all of the requirements on your list. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really proed and, you proed and conned me, though, didn't you? I did. Where's, where's that list? It still exists somewhere, uh, Yeah, right? I probably still have it. So you proed and you pro. I mean, when, when you were way beyond youth group days... Yes. You pro and conned me. Yes. And there were a lot of cons. I've seen the list. <laughs> but you know what happened? I Is never that did that to you. I never conned I you. I made the pros and cons list. I could list. not even come up with one con for you. <laughs> and, and you had like 25. No, I didn't. But See, there's, but now I have to find the list to prove to you there's how double, few. There were double digit cons. No, there weren't. No. I want to see the list tonight. Like if you saw my cons now, you would be like, yeah, that should be a con. Well, I'm not saying that I don't have cons. I'm just saying I would <laughs> I never mean, back say. Then you. you've changed a lot since then. Yeah, but, I've got a lot more now. There's, I'm like, a, 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 I'm all con now. No, no. Um. So, well, where was I going with that? 
So back in youth group days, we used to make very specific lists. Oh, yeah. I pro and con you. But uh, what I was saying was that uh, the more I got to know you, the more of my cons got scratched out. Because you know? there were more like concerns. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that what a con is? It's like, what is a... It's a pro... What is a con? Is it a no, con? no. It's like... Con, what does con mean? It means... It means like that guy that hated Kirk. What I mean, what is con? Does it mean against? Like, yeah, like anti? Contra. Contra? Like pro and contra? Is that what it means? I have no idea. Well, you're the English major. All this time. You're an English major, too. Not legitimately. <laughs> I'm like the fakest English major that ever majored in English. Chad majored in English because he wasn't very good at it, and he thought it would make him better at it. I was it. like, what's my biggest weakness? Why don't I focus there? <laughs> What I realized you should do now is go after your biggest strength. Right. So I should have majored in Bible or history. Yes. But I majored in English, and I nearly failed advanced grammar. Yeah. Still have no what I have no idea. Like once you get past like noun and verb, as far as grammar is concerned, I'm completely <laughs> lost. Every uh, time I teach direct object and object, uh, direct object and what's the other one called? Indirect. Indirect object. object. <laughs> 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 yeah, you see where I'm going with that. I have I, to relearn it. I love diagramming sentences. I can, I can that hold, was fun. I can hold grammar in my brain for about ten minutes, and then well, you I, know, it really is true. If you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. Because I used to know everything about grammar back when I was teaching it, because mm-hmm. you had to know it. Yeah. And now I've just kind of forgotten a lot of it, so I, I have to Google things now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're you're still awesome at grammar. You're a good writer. Thanks, Chad. So have you have you found that you're able to, now that you're, you know, more of a writer and kind of respected as a writer in the Christian community, that you, um, you're you cool with ending sentences and prepositions? Yes, I do that all the time. Mm. I don't think that that is... See, the thing is, Chad, that language evolves and changes through the years, and ending sentences and prepositions now is considered pretty acceptable actually really i don't know what you would do that for (laughs) where are you at (laughs) well the thing is is that where are you at (laughs) why not just where are you does that not work i know where are you at where are you guys at i will never forget when i went to grad school and i had this professor that challenged me so much and i wrote this paper for him one of my first papers and i used the word amongst amongst and the note on my paper was, why not just among? Yeah, amongst. Why would you say amongst? Because amongst sounds smarter. Yeah. And you're trying to make a good grade by being smart. Right. So you're amongst friends here. And Adelaide was just telling me that they wrote papers in class, and a little boy in her class threw in some German words. <laughs> that he didn't even know what they meant. Isn't that what the deal was? Yeah, it was like, here in our schmoofenfarfen. <laughs> <laughs> he just made them up, or were they real German words? I don't know if he just, you know, maybe he Googled how to say certain things uh, in German. Or maybe he had it in the dictionary, like from the root of, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the only German word I really know is Wiener Schnitzel. Farfignugan, I know that Gesundheit. one. Gesundheit. yeah, I know. Oh, I guess I know a lot of German, actually. You're so smart. <laughs> yeah, I know. Schnitzel, sauerkraut. <laughs> yeah. So... Anyway, beer you know, garten. That's one. Beer garten. Yeah. They have those down in 
Where is that? What, what's that thing that they do in Fredericksburg? Fredericksburg. All the um, Ober. Something um, like that's all house H A U S. Uh, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Everything's house, house. Yeah. I guess that's German. Yeah. I like Fredericksburg. I do too. Yeah. I'd be. It, it would be great just to be able to just go down there and hang out. You know, but no, too many kids. I think that's something that old people do. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah, there's going to be some nice things about being old. Really? Yeah, we're going to do some wild stuff. We are? Mm-hmm. Like stuff you're going to hate. Like what? Like I was thinking about moving over to Western Heights. Being salt and light. Well, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking yeah. about moving to some apartments. Yeah, I was going to move to some apartments where we could get some ministry done. Anyway. It's this... hard to live in apartments. Do you remember what it's like? Oh, man. It's yeah. rough. If you, especially if you live on the bottom floor, it's rough. Some of the apartments here don't have levels. It's just all one level. That would mm-hmm. be a little easier. Yeah, I like those. Those are nice, too. Yeah. So So we're getting off topic. Completely. We, we've so, been off topic for eight minutes now. So let me back up. So we've got German words. Farfignugan. <laughs> um, then we were talking about teaching, grammar. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. Making a list of things that your spouse needs to have before right, you'll marry right, them. Right, right, So, and then I've noticed there's kind of a new type of pro and con list. I mean, not pro and con, but list of qualities kind of thing that goes around on Facebook that people share all these things, especially women. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all women, I guess, who share these things that are like, wait for a man who will bring you a hot towel mm-hmm. as you get out of the bath that he drew for you. Mm-hmm. Wait for a man who sends you flowers for no reason. Mm-hmm. Wait for a man who um, will never tell you that you're wrong. Wait for a man who thinks it's cute when you're mad at him. Mm. You know, all the stuff. Right. What in the world? Well, I think that's there. there's definitely a romanticized view of relationships that is not realistic. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah, I would say that's an understatement. Well, I'm, I'm come up with a lot, I can come up with a lot of understatements. <laughs> you're beautiful. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to decide if I was going to be offended, but then I realized that was a compliment. You should have seen the look in her face there. <laughs> I was trying to really... I thought you were saying that was an overstatement. No, an understatement. Yeah. Well, that's the understatement of the year, Chad. <laughs> She's beautiful. She's impeccable. She's a princess. She's a diamond and not in the rough. She's cut in a brilliant way. <laughs> Calling her beautiful doesn't do it justice. But I really wonder what what are these women thinking? Are they thinking that? I don't know. Hold on. I'm, I got to eat your hot towel first, and let me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got your bath drawn. <laughs> what are the women? What are the women thinking? Yeah. Like, I mean, some guy probably wrote that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think you know. I saw. I was looking. I was at Dollar General walking around. The other day, are you trying to get a kid in bed? Melissa's doing yes. sign language. Who's who's awake? What are you doing? Hey, turn the fan on. Turn the fan on. Go to okay. bed. What's your name? Which one? It just... No, not the middle one. That turns on the light. The one on the side turns on the fan. 
Go ahead. We're doing a show right now. <laughs> You'll figure it out when Go you pull bed. the wrong one. Just pull Go it. Go to bed. Again. I love you. Love you, Sire. So, Sawyer and I shot guns tonight. It was awesome. I know. Do your listeners like that? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't like it very much. Did. I didn't like that video of my baby shooting a gun. <laughs> it was. You, you haven't seen the one where he shoots the the pink rifle. I didn't put that on the internet because it's pink, but it's a, it was like a twenty two semi automatic rifle. It was awesome. He didn't like that one. He said. Well, it was just it was just harder to because we were wearing these big headphone things that protect your ears, and his head were really cool because they had a microphone that you could turn up and down. <laughs> and uh, he was just like, I can't get my eye down there. And then he just started pop, 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 pop. He's popping them. Yeah. So it was awesome. But anyway, so good for him. It was, an, it was good gun safety, manly stuff we did tonight. So where were we? You said men probably wrote those oh, descriptions. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I mean that. I'm just saying somebody with, you know, that that kind of romanticized view of what what marriage is and it really what's sad about that is that people read books like that like romance novels i was at the dollar general and i saw some of those romance novels i didn't know they still made those like where you know, it used to be fabio on the cover now yeah. it's like somebody else yeah and it's like the girl's clothes are sort of falling off and the guy's behind her and you know yeah um which is really that stuff you know it's just like mind fantasies and creates an unrealistic expectation of what a relationship is. Mm -hmm. But that's that's everywhere. I think movies and television, they create these very, um, you know, emotionally driven, I, you know, relationships and set them up as though that's what you're supposed to have. Yeah. And, that, and the, the problem with that is people go into a relationship and once the feelings wane, and you're just stuck with the like the reality of this person and you. They think, well, something's wrong. Right. Like they think a normal. What happens is, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. What happens is they start to think a normal relationship is wrong. Is that hey, right? That's exactly right. Okay. And you know, I even saw one once that said, um, if you, um, if if everyone you know isn't jealous of your relationship, then mm. there's something wrong with your marriage. I mean, mm. I just think that's ridiculous mm. to think that way, you know, to think that my marriage has to be so much the ultimate romance story that everyone wishes they had what I had. And if I can't get that, then obviously this isn't a good marriage and I just need to get out of it. Yeah. I think the people who wrote those things on the Internet are either like 16-year-old girls <laughs> Or they're divorced. Yeah, because they spent more time worrying about what other people thought of their relationship than what their husband thought or their, yeah. what their wife thought. Because I think uh, I think people who are happily married, if they were writing a description of what is good about marriage, it wouldn't be about all of those showy things. Hmm. You know, it would be about the things. You know, like your husband vacuuming out your car for you. It would be about you know, somebody listening to you whenever you're feeling anxious at night, you know, mm -hmm. and you want to talk to somebody. I mean, it, it wouldn't be about flowers or hot towels or anything like that, you know. Do you know what my favorite thing is? What? What would you guess? What's my favorite thing about our relationship? 
cuddling. <laughs> I was going to say ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I've quit eating it. Have you noticed? I've noticed. Yeah. yeah. I've quit. I'm eating it by myself now. It's not as fun. Well, but it's just, good, good for you. I just decided ice cream you. was making my life worse. So now you're eating frozen bananas. Yeah, I'll freeze a banana. I bought you some bananas tonight. Good. I freeze a banana, put a little whipped cream on it, and scratches that ice. I mean, bananas are just basically the same consistency as ice cream when they're frozen. Hmm. When they're almost frozen, I should say. It kind of scratches the cold itch. But, yeah, I, I, uh, I like to cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't used to be a cuddler, yeah, but as I've gotten older, I don't know what it is. I just like to get cuddly. Yeah, that's nice. But that's a, that's a nice thing, right? Yeah. Like, that's an overlooked part of being married, is some cuddling. Yeah. You don't think so? I do. Yeah. But I think that I think that people get these weird, crazy expectations in their heads, and then... They're not satisfied with the really sweet and great things that are happening right in front of them because it's not this one thing that they have in their head, you know, that mm-hmm. they want to happen. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, in my mind, which we, we went to a marriage conference last year where they said this. What was that couple's name? Steve and Debbie Wilson. Steve the and ones Debbie that Wilson. we brought to our church. Yeah, they were so good. Very good. And um, one of the things they said is if you have an, an expectation like that, Express the expectation. Mm, yeah. And give them an opportunity to meet that expectation, you know? Yeah, that's what I thing. mean, unless it's something crazy like, you know, I want you to take me to Paris tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> can't do that. No. But her, I think hers was um, that she wanted him, her, her love language was gifts, mm-hmm. and she wanted him to bring her home a little gift. Every now and then. Do you remember that? And he brought her home a candy bar or something. <laughs> well, that's good, though, right? Yeah. She she liked that. Yeah. I was going to say, I learned that from Jay Beerley, that the, um, I don't know if Jay made this up so or if he stole it from somebody, but it's good. He said that a key to frustration is unexpe- unexpressed expectations. One of the key to frustration is unexpressed expectations. Yeah. And, and that's the same if if it's at work. Or even in a relationship, any kind of a relationship. If you're expecting people to read your mind, you mm. are going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So you've got to put it out there. Here's what we expect you to be doing. Or here's what I would like. Um, and, you know, Jay and Christy Beerley, friends of ours, we lived when we lived in Eastland, they were the youth minister there. They were the youth minister in Texarkana. Whenever we served at a church, we were at the same church. And, um, you know, he is terrible at, at gift-giving. Yes, he is. But one one Christmas, you know, she, <laughs> Christy said, "I want to collect. I want to start collecting something." So he went to was it a store where he worked or something? I don't know. It was something like that, yeah. and somehow he was able to buy all these painted cows. Yeah, have y'all seen those cows? You know, that are painted with the different patterns on them. <laughs> Maybe that's just a Texas thing. I don't know. That, yeah. <laughs> well, in Texas, like a lot of towns, just have horses that are painted. Yeah. Like in front of businesses, you can get a horse, a painted horse. Well, these were painted cows, little statues about four or five inches tall. <laughs> and, you know, he, he 
<laughs> so he wraps like 20 presents he, and put them under the tree. Individually wrapped he all individually of them. wrapped like 20 cows. So she opened the first one and then she knew that all the other <laughs> 20. Over the second one and realized every one of my gifts is one of these painted cows. I mean, that rivals the toaster, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I hope they don't listen to this. Did, did, did they listen? We'll, we'll find out. I don't know, but they, I can't believe you told that cow story. No, I can't they're okay that. with telling the cow yeah. story. We have had some good laughs over that cow story. Yes. Classic. That's a, Oh, it's so good. Uh, but but yeah. you know what? Christy really, even though Jay has had some gift fails, she she does appreciate, you know, what he's trying to do. <laughs> I think she's been able to get rid of most of the cows, but there are still some there to remind her of that. I think she's kept one or two. Just yeah, so I would go every time I would go in there, I would pick the cow up to their. I'd go to their house and pick the cow. I'm like this is so incredible. She's like, Chad, don't get started. <laughs> Tell me the story again, Christy. Tell me about that Christmas morning. <laughs> it was almost as good as the toaster. That I that I my my gift fail. Christmas Day. Did you really, you really bought me a toaster? Yeah, it's awesome. Stainless steel. Isn't it? That's amazing, right? You really? That's the gift? That's what you got me? <laughs> mm. That was my one gift. That was your gift. Now, this Christmas, I already got you your gift. The toaster. What did you get me? A steamer. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to wait. I was like, Let, we need this now. Yeah. So we're entering a new age in wrinkle fighting. Yes. It's not going to be with an iron anymore. No it's way. with a Rowenta steamer. Yes. And we're going to steam everything. I was steaming my underwear earlier. We're going to steam the whole house. <laughs> so that's good. So anyway, we've really managed to get off topic, but um, expectations need to be expressed in your relationship i think that's what what the point was yes and and then and then don't be so focused on but, but sort of on the other side of the coin don't be so focused on those expectations or what you think it ought to be like that you sort of miss the other great things about what the person's doing right so i mean you, if you tell me tell me that great story again about the night it snowed in lubbock i love to hear this one <laughs> Are you really going to make me tell that? That's a good story. It makes it, me look like a jerk. Well, I, there's that's one of the reasons I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big con right there, y'all. Okay, so... This story's a big con. This was a huge lesson for me. Big lesson. In this whole realm of expectations. Back in law school days when we lived on 21st Place right Are off gonna University let me tell the Avenue. Story? Go ahead, go ahead. Up in Lubbock. So he came home from law school late one night and it had snowed. Mm. And our little ugly street looked so pretty when it snowed. Mm -hmm. It was just amazing, the transformation. And Chad came in, and he was all cold, and his nose was red. You know, he'd been outside, and he wanted me to come to the front door. So I went and looked, and he had um, stomped out, you know, Chad loves Melissa or something like that in the front yard. C-E loves M-E or something with a heart. And um, did it all in urine. <laughs> Just kidding. I wanted to do that though, but I didn't. I'm glad you didn't do well, that. Well, you had to get arrested for doing something like that. Yeah. You, only if you live out in the country can you make such a sweet overture. 
<laughs> um, but if I recall, that was Valentine's weekend, which we've had many. I do not like Valentine's many Day. Many a row over Valentine's. but yeah, Coercive, um, manipulative. I don't like it. Uh, so, you know, he did, you know, he, he showed me that he had done that. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. You know, but I mean, in my heart, I was thinking, is that really all he's doing for this weekend? You know? And, um, probably, you know, I've, I learned, I have learned though. I have learned now. I see the huge mistake that I made that night because looking back on it, I can really appreciate, you know, what you did. Mm, Keep going. But in the moment, you know, I was just so caught up in what I felt like was an acceptable offering, you know, Mm. of love. And I think that is what a lot of women are doing now and men Mm -hmm. is that they have this idea in their head of what is the perfect, acceptable thing that they want from their Mm -hmm. spouse. And if they're not getting that particular thing, then they do not pay any attention to all the other things, Mm -hmm. you know. And if you really – I mean, here's a good test for, for you. And I find this is a good test anytime that you feel that you're being a little ungrateful, you know, which happens a lot in marriage. I think we don't appreciate each other. We get ungrateful. True. Is if you stop, I think all of us, if we stopped and thought about what tomorrow would be like if our spouse was not here, Mm. I think it would help us all appreciate so much more all of the things that we do for each other mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, you know, and ways that we're expressing love through normal, everyday things that have to be done. We're taking care of each other in all of these ways, yeah. you know? Wasn't I talking about that last week, about the marriage counseling? And the, the lady was like, the marriage counselor said, go home. Maybe I didn't, I don't remember who I told this to, but. The marriage counselor told a husband and wife, you know, their assignment was, she looked at the woman and she said, everything he asks you to do, you do it. And told the man, everything she asks you to do, you do it. That was the assignment. So they went home and they made sure that they did not ask each other for anything because they didn't want to be the one asking. And then you, in that exercise, you realize how much you, you've ask that person to do things all the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and you and you can appreciate them yeah. um, when you're trying to be completely self-sufficient right. you know because you're, that's your attitude right uh, so that that's that's kind of how it is you don't realize how much you like to spend time with one another and how much you enjoy each other's company and um, how much you have in common yeah uh, in in your relationship so until until it's gone, and then then you hear people say, "Boy, I just wish I'd done this. Wish I'd done this." Yeah. So, live like the, you you know you you're anticipating the day that you're going to talk about your regrets and live in such a way that you won't have them. Right. So, but you uh, so that's uh, some some things you've you've written about these things before, just sort of the unrealistic expectations. And I think you really was that. What was what prompted that uh, writing? Was that when you tried to mow the yard? No, but I did appreciate you so much more after I mowed the yard. Mowing the yard is hard. Oh my gosh, it's a beat down. Yeah, but I'm proud of you for wanting to do it. Thanks. I think it's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is too. It's good for the yard. Yep. So makes makes it look really good. Well, anyway, so we've been on about 27 minutes. Are we going to call it a short one? 
Sure. There's ice cream to eat. There's TV to watch. <laughs> Maybe we can do a little cuddling on the couch. <laughs> some... I, I just would say, I just want to encourage you in your marriage. Mm-hmm. If you are feeling discouraged and you're feeling like y'all are never on the same page. Courage for the discouraged. <laughs> um, just look around you and just take the time to notice the things that you have. And, you know, don't focus on the negative. Focus on the good things. You know, it. I, I used to think of all the things in the world that Chad could do for me, the last thing I want him to do is to clean the garage. I used to think that. But you know what? One day I realized I like having a clean garage. Mm-hmm. I really like having a clean garage. And, you know, that's not something, if I lived by myself, my garage would be piled with stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it's true. And because I live with Chad, I always have a nice, neat garage. I can pull my car right into my house and shut the door. It's awesome. And things that you really want, you discover have been thrown away in one of my purges, you know. But that's part of having a clean garage is you got to throw a lot of stuff away. Yeah. So it's the yin and the yang of marriage. Just stop yeah. and appreciate each other, you know? Yeah. Just imagine what it would be like if they were gone tomorrow. Hmm. That's good stuff. All right. So we will sign off. I can't think of anything else to say. Me neither. Yeah. Are you totally out of ideas? I'm totally out. I had one idea that floated through my head. Was it about the topic? It was basically on topic, and now I can't recall what it is. It's hard to think when you're talking. So... I think that means we're getting old. Yeah. Fredericksburg, here we come. <laughs> yeah. No, so, yeah, th- I think, oh, I know what I was going to say. That, you know, I don't know how many men listen to this. Didn't didn't I wonder that one time? And there were quite a few men that yeah, were listening. Yeah, and all these men chimed yeah, in. We, that was we're, awesome. We're, we're listening to your podcast. And then remember that one girl was like, I love Chad's funny voices. I wonder if she still Why listens. Why do you keep bringing that up? What was her name? Would you remember her name? I can't remember her name, but she's very sweet. And I think she still listens. She's an artist in Tennessee. Oh, man. I would I'd give her a million shout outs for, for making, basically, you know, making my decade. Yeah. By, with my little voices comment. I hope. Every time I throw a little voice in, I'll do it for you. Just, when, you're, when you're having a bad day, you just think about that sweet little artist who right. likes threw you my, that bone. Likes my funny <laughs> voices. But anyway, um, you know, for, sometimes men just need to be reminded when, when they just are acting so stupid. You know, I, I even texted this to a guy last week. I just said, you know, I was having, having some, talking about marriage things. And I said, man, you better not screw this up. Don't screw this up, you know? Yeah. And sometimes we hear that that kind of, you know, putting it in perspective. Like, man, this is the most important thing going on in your life. This is the thing that's teaching your kids what Jesus and the church are like. Mm. This Your marriage is really, really, really important. Don't mess it up. You know, don't be so petty that you lose everything because you you just can't get it together and you can't think about that. You can't think about you know, how to live your life and, and, and serve in your marriage the way that a marriage is intended to be, you know, um, performed or whatever you would say. We're here to, I'm here to serve you. You're here to serve me. That was what we agreed to do whenever we came into this covenant commitment. Mm. So 
Don't mess it up. Do what you were, do what you said you would do. Keep your promises. Do what you're supposed to do. I think guys sometimes just need to hear that because they start to think that the world revolves around them. I mean, I think we just tend to think that way. And, and I think you can maybe tough talk with women, too. It's like, hey, stop being unrealistic mm-hmm. in your expectations. Mm-hmm. Stop just focusing on what you want. And start thinking about what he, you know, what he, what he, what's going on in his mind. And when you mutually are submitting to one another, I think you just it raises everybody up. And uh, it really is about uh, about pride and a sense of entitlement. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's the bottom line mm-hmm. of most marital issues. You know, of what trying to get what you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, you know, if we got what we deserved, it would be really bad. Yes, and that's I put that in my marriage. You know, in my marriage uh, vows or my talk when I give a marriage, I say, "You're not marrying him today, so he'll make you happy. You're not marrying her today, so she'll." Or you're what did I say? You're not marrying. You're not marrying him today to make <laughs> you. Y'all aren't marrying each other to make each yeah, other yeah. happy. Well, that's one way of putting it, but that's not what I say. <laughs> I look at them and I'm like, you know, Chad, you're not marrying Melissa, so she can make you happy. Melissa, you're not marrying Chad so he can make you happy. That's not what marriage is about. It's not about getting married so you will be happy. It's about you making the other person happy for the rest of your life or the rest of their life. There's something in there that indicates that one of you is going to die first. That's the reality. Okay. If you can't handle that, maybe your mom has a blog is not the podcast you need to listen to. It's possible you could die at the same time. Well, that does happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I don't know if that's ideal or not. That's that's always the biggest tragedy when that happens, isn't it? Yeah. So, but that is a possibility. So there, Melissa just dropped a truth bomb on you. And maybe <laughs> this is not the podcast for you if you're a snowflake and you can't handle it. But what's going to happen when millennials start getting married? I'm going to start charging for counseling, y'all. Make some money. <laughs> I guess they're already getting married. So oh, Millennials get a bad rap. They do get a bad rap. You know, but that's just because they're so dumb. No, I, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, that was a joke. Relax, relax. Did not mean that. I just found out that they cut me out of Generation X. Yeah, you're. What are you called now? It was, it was. I can't remember what it was called. It's the generation that was born between a sandwich generation or something. Something that's something. You're. It, it runs from when Star Wars: A New Hope. Came out in 1977 to when to like 84 or 83, whenever Return of the Jedi comes out. So that's that's your generation. It's weird, isn't You're it? You're like the Star Wars generation. Why are we so tiny? I don't know. They just, I guess, they've identified that that's a specific subgroup. But I was trying to sign off on this uh, podcast, I and know. here we've gone done Did, talk we, for we another five wait, minutes. Gosh, what? Yeah, that probably is really frustrating to somebody who's like, I'll just run till the very end of this. <laughs> They're like, I'm still jogging. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. let's really hang up then. I okay, mean, so we'll it's not hang up. Hang up. <laughs> Remember that time you were praying? <laughs> what did I say? Okay, bye. <laughs> I was talking, I was praying, and I was like, oh, okay. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Why um, do you say that when I pray with people? And uh, thank you for this food. And, and, uh, okay, bye-bye. bye. <laughs> I'll say that when I pray with people, I say, okay, you, you dial and I'll hang up or whatever. But I literally did that yeah. when I was praying. You remember that time that you were trying to tell Sarah to back up and you said, like, scroll, scroll down. Scroll down, man. Scroll down. 
<laughs> you gotta scroll down here. <laughs> oh man, my brain doesn't work. It's so bad. It's a wonder I get a sermon out every week. But anyway, y'all have a great week. And, um, thank we'll, you for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll see you on the other side. And we, we just pray that your uh, marriage will reflect the, the beauty of Christ and his church and will glorify him. And we we love you. And if you need anything, just email Melissa. Bye-bye. Hey, if you really, seriously, if you need prayer for your marriage, yeah, email. we will commit to praying for you. Email, so send us a it. message. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.